Today, we're going to talk about prayer. We, we talked about the Lord's Prayer in our uh, Bible study, our time together this morning at 9 o'clock, talked about the Lord's Prayer. And today, so we're going to focus the message on prayer and the fact that Jesus wants us to pray. He wants us to pray, and he even told us how to pray when his disciples came up to him and said, you know, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, say. In other words, what Jesus was really doing here was, do it this way. When you pray, do it this way. And of course, those words come to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 to 13, and they should be up there today. I'm going to read those, and, uh, and you can follow along. So, one day, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples and Jesus said to them, when you pray, say. So then what we have here are the words to the Lord's prayer, right? Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Teach us each day, or give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Then Jesus said, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to get good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So that's the reading for God's, our, re, our message for today. Jesus, his disciple, one of his disciples came up to him and said, Lord, Teach us to pray. Have you ever done that? Have you ever said, Lord, teach me to pray? Teach me to pray. It's a good question to ask of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because in the busyness of our lives, and yeah, we do get busy, don't we? We're busy all the time. Aren't you glad that, they have, that you have someone that you can come to always and anywhere? You can always come to God in prayer. Aren't you glad that you always have someone who will always be there for you? Someone who is interested enough in you to, to listen to you. Someone that will, you can come to and talk to. Yes, there are certainly times that we get busy, don't we? Our lives get busy and sometimes we, we forget that there is someone to come to. We forget that we, that we can come to the Lord in prayer. We forget that there's someone out there that we can come to and bear our souls to and talk to. We might forget that we have a friend, a friend that's always there, a friend who's always there that will listen to us 
And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's always there. Remember what he said right before he ascended up into heaven? What he said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. He's there. He's there sitting at the right hand of our Heavenly Father, interceding for us, each and every one of us. All we have to do is to call upon him in prayer. In fact, there's an old hymn out there. We don't sing a lot of hymns here at FOF, but I think you might remember this one. Remember singing it at least some point in time in your life. The hymn is, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And uh, I've got the, the, the verses up here. We're going to sing that now. Mike's going to accompany us on the keyboard. He's going to play a couple of those verses through. And I think you're going to know this hymn, but, but uh, there's three verses. Let's go ahead and sing that now. What a Friend We Have in Jesus.
lot of you remembered singing that hymn uh, song back uh, probably a couple years ago, maybe even when you were a kid, but aren't those words appropriate? Thank you, Mike. Aren't those words appropriate? When you, when you think about those words, those words of that hymn, and, and think about how many times we do try to go it alone, don't we? We try to go it alone. We try to handle it all by ourselves. For after all, we're Americans, right? We can do it. We don't need any help. We can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can do it all, all by ourselves. And, and, you know, that's when we fall on our faces, don't we? We fall flat on our faces, and we realize that we can't do it all by ourselves, Those words are telling, but they're also comforting. They're comforting at the same time. What needless pain we bear all because we do not take it all to the Lord in prayer. Jesus is there. Just as he promised us that he'd be there. In fact, he's just waiting for us. He's waiting for you and me, all of us, to come to him. To come to him and to unload what's going on in our lives. Unload before him, lay it all before him, lay it all at the foot of the cross. Just lay it all out there. Just come to the Lord in prayer. Oh, for sure. He already knows what's going on in our lives. He already knows everything that's going on in our lives, but he, but he still wants us to come to him. He still wants us to come to him. He still wants us to talk it all over with him. There was a lady in my former church, now sainted, who always said, if I can't get to sleep at night or if I wake up and my mind starts churning and I can't get back to sleep, she said, I just turn it all over to God because after all, he's going to be up all night anyway. And isn't that the truth? Yeah, God is there. He's there for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's always there. He never sleeps. He never goes on vacation. He's there. He's waiting for us. But sometimes it's hard to do, isn't it? Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's, it's hard just to, 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 you know, to, to empty our minds and to, and to just let it all go and give it to God because, hey, yeah, he's up all the time anyway, but, but it's hard. We can't do it all the time. We know that prayer is important. We know that prayer is important, especially to us as Christians, but I think we all struggle with it at some point in time. We all struggle with that. And how many of us out there have good intentions to come to the Lord in prayer? And maybe you have good intentions, so you think, you know, I'm going to start out, and I'm going to start out my day praying to God, you know, before the house wakes up, before everybody, it's still quiet, I got my cup of coffee, I can sit there and watch the sunrise, and I can come to the Lord in prayer, or maybe you wait till it's nighttime, and after everybody else is in bed, and you have that silent time, that quiet time, you come to the Lord in prayer, and what happens? You get distracted, Right? You get distracted by, by, by the, what's in your head and what's going on in your head. You get distracted by, by the to-do list that you got going. And, and, you know, then you forget. I know what happens to me. I have good intentions, and I, and I have good intentions just to pray every morning. But, but sometimes, you know, my mind gets in the way, and I forget where I am. I forget if I prayed for that one or if I prayed for this or that or whatever, and I got to start all over again. Yeah. It's tough sometimes, but we all do that. Yes, God wants us to come to him in prayer. He wants us to be prayers. He wants to listen to us as his children. Martin Luther wrote a lot about prayer. And those of you who have dogs are going to be able to relate to this one, I'm sure. 
One day, Luther wrote that his, his puppy was there uh, as the family was gathered around the table. I don't know if it was lunch or dinner, but they were gathered around the table, and that puppy was there, and that puppy had its eyes peeled on the meat. Peeled on the meat that was sitting on that table, and Luther wrote this, Oh, if I could only pray like this dog watches the meat, all his thoughts are concentrated on that one piece of meat, Otherwise, he has no thought, wish, or hope. Wouldn't it be nice to pray like that? Wouldn't it be nice to be that concentrated and that focused on your prayer life? Wouldn't it be nice to be a prayer? Well, the Apostle Luke wrote many times about prayer in the gospel. When you read through the gospel of Luke, many times he, he talked about prayer. And many times he talked about our need for prayer and how we as God's people need to come to him, come to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And how did he do that? Jesus exemplified our need for prayer when how many times did he go to a solitary place away from his other disciples, away from all the hustle and bustle of what was going on, all the people that were clamoring for him to heal them or, or, or to talk with him or whatever. And why did he do that? So he could have that quiet time with his Lord, with God, his heavenly Father. He went away to pray. And if Jesus went away to pray, how much more do we need to do that? How much more do we need to take that quiet time and get off by ourselves and pray? And then, of course, in the gospel reading for today, Jesus' disciples said, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. So Jesus did that. He began, he began teaching them to pray, and he used that Aramaic word, Abba. Abba with all of its connotations, with all of its familial relationships and ones of intimacy. Think about this. Think about it for just a minute this morning. When you start out the Lord's Prayer, what you're doing is addressing the very creator of the universe and everything in it, the creator of all things as Daddy. That's what Abba means, Daddy. That's what God wants us to address him as. Jesus taught us to address our Heavenly Father as that. Why? because that's the relationship we have with God our Heavenly Father. We are his children. What a privilege. What a privilege it is to come to God in prayer. Why not take advantage of that? Why not take advantage of that opportunity each and every day? You can, right? You know, today there are people out there in the world today who tell you, you can't pray here and you can't pray there, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to have permission to pray. You can pray anywhere you want. You can pray anytime you want. You can pray in school. You can pray in the lunch line. You can pray at the gym. You can pray at the library. You can pray at work. You can pray in the grocery line. You can pray in your car. You can pray, pray while you're walking, while you're running, or you're just sitting around. All you have to do is come to the Lord. Come to the Lord in prayer. He's waiting for you to do that. Well, I'm reading for today, then. Jesus turned his attention to why we should pray, why we should pray continually and urgently, and he tells us to pray with boldness. Pray with boldness. Think about that for a second. 
Jesus then used that little parable of that man who came with, uh, and had some people come and he didn't have any bread. So he went to his neighbors and he knocked on the door. But now he said, why did that guy get up and give him some bread? Not because uh, he, he was a friend. He got up because of the man's boldness. God wants us to be bold in our prayers. He wants us to come to him as, as, as though he was listening to us because he is and as though he would answer our prayers. Yet I think Jesus taught this Lord, the, his prayer, that we call the Lord's Prayer, I think he taught it as a starting point, a beginning point. I think Jesus taught us to pray that Lord's Prayer, and he wants us to move on from there. He wants us to model our prayer after his, but he wants us to move on. I believe he wants us to continue to grow in our prayer lives each and every day. He wants us to continue to grow in our communication, in our talking with God. But sometimes it's difficult, right? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to quiet our minds and take some time out of our busy lives in order to come to the Lord in prayer. God wants us to pray constantly. He wants us to be in constant communication with him all day long. He wants us to pray fervently. He wants us to pray from our hearts. After all, he wants us to come to him in prayer and to speak with him as a family member or a friend because after all, isn't that what God is? Isn't he a friend, a family member? He's our heavenly father. Here's a story about prayer. It's told by Dr. Helen Rosevere. It's an old story, a long time ago. It was about a prayer that was said while she was a missionary in Zaire. And that, in that mission statement, a, a mother gave birth to a, a, a baby, a premature baby, and she died. The mother died, leaving that baby alone. Well, the people at that mission statement station worked feverishly. They worked hard to create a, 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 a improvise an incubator to keep that baby alive. But the only hot water bottle that they had leaked. So the people there at that mission statement asked, uh, asked the, uh, the children to pray. Asked the children to pray for that little baby and for her sister who were now orphaned. And so one of the little girls there at that mission uh, station responded, she responded with this prayer. I think we've got it up there. Dear God, please send a hot water bottle today. Tomorrow will be too late because the baby will die by then. And dear Lord, please send a doll for her sister so she won't feel so lonely. That little girl prayed with boldness, didn't she? And that afternoon, a large package arrived from England. The children watched eagerly as that box was opened up and started to be unloaded, and much to their surprise, under some clothing was a hot water bottle. And immediately, that little girl who had prayed so boldly and so fervently began to dig through the other stuff, and she said, if God sent that, then surely he sent a baby doll for the little sister. And sure enough, she was right. God know what we, goes, knows what we need. And God knew in advance that a hot water bottle was needed that particular day in Zaire. So he had a ladies, he arranged for a ladies group to include it in that shipment probably months before. Oh, to be able to pray with that kind of boldness. Oh, to be able to pray knowing that God listens 
and will answer our prayers. God wants us to pray like that. He wants us to pray like that. He wants us to pray with the faith of that little child, that little girl, that our prayers will be heard and that our prayers will be answered. Martin Luther also wrote this. He said, pray as if everything depends on God and then work as if everything depends on you. For everything depends upon God, for it does, right? Everything does depend on God. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And then James, Jesus' half-brother, said, wrote in his letter, is anyone in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of joy and praise. In other words, whatever's going on in your life, whether you're, whether you're in need, whether, whatever, whether you're praying for healing, whether you're praying for a job or whatever it is, bring it to the Lord. And if you're happy, share that joy with the Lord. Bring it to the Lord. And James continued with this. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So why don't we pray like that little girl in Africa? Why don't we pray like that little dog keeps its eye on the meat? Why don't we pray like God is really listening? Like God is really listening to us and that God will answer our prayers? Well, maybe you feel like you've been burned in your prayer life at some point in time. Maybe you feel like God isn't there. Maybe you feel like God isn't answering your prayers. Maybe you feel like God's too busy. Maybe he's too busy with other problems that are much bigger than your problems and yours are just too little. Or maybe you think you're just too bad. Maybe you think that whatever you've done in your life is just too bad and, and God's not going to listen to you. He doesn't care about you. He's not going to bother with you. Maybe you don't pray because you don't have the right words to say. Yes, there are a lot of reasons why we, should, why we don't pray, a lot of reasons why we can't pray, but think about the reasons to pray. Think about what God has to say about you praying, praying. Think about what it is you're praying about or praying for. Praying that God will give you a shiny new Ferrari probably isn't going to happen or a shiny new motorcycle. But when your prayers align with God's plan for your life, his answer will definitely be yes. God shows us his love when his answers to our prayers are in the affirmative, but guess what? God shows us his love when his answer is no. You might say, I prayed. I prayed for that person to be healed. God, and you didn't do it. They died. God does answer prayers. He answers our prayers, and the answer might be yes, the answer might be no, or the answer might be not yet. We know that God's plans aren't always our plans. We know that God's ways aren't always our ways. Prayer isn't just informing God of what we want him to do or what he should do. No, prayer is opening up the door, 
opening up the door to God. Just as Luke wrote, he's, God is standing outside of the door and he's knocking the door to our hearts. And he's waiting for us to open up that door and invite him to come in. Prayer is just like that. God wants us to come to him in prayer just as a child comes to his father here on earth because we are his children. He wants us to bring all of our concerns, all of our problems, and also all of our joys and all of our thanksgivings. And he wants us to bring him to him in prayer. When we open up to him, he will open up to us. So, like I said at the beginning, have you ever asked God to teach you to pray? Ask him. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to come to him in prayer, just like that old hymn says. He wants you to talk with him all day long. Yet there are many out there who says they can't pray because they don't know what to say. Well, you don't have to have fancy church language in order to come to the Lord in prayer. You just talk to him. Talk to him as you talk to anyone else. Here's an acronym that somebody came up with a long time ago, an acronym, acronym to help you in prayer. It's ACTS, A-C-T-S. The first letter, A, is for acclamation or praise. Tell God, you know, that you know who he is, that he is the creator of all, everything in the whole world, and you, he, you, you say that he is holy, you set him aside as holy, give praise to God. And the C stands for confession. Confession of our sins. When we come before God, a holy God, we come before him as our confession says, as a poor, miserable sinner, we come to him acknowledging our sins before a holy God. That's how we come to him in prayer. We come to him on our bended knees. And then we get to the T. The T, which stands for thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for all God has done for us, all the blessings that he showered down upon us each and every day, and especially the blessing of, of uh, forgiveness, the forgiveness for those sins that we know that we've committed. And that gets us to the thing that we usually put first in our prayers. I know Zach mentioned that this morning at our, at our Bible study, and that is the S for supplications or requests. That's the, that's the asks. You know, we, we always come to him and we ask him, right? But we have to remember that when we come to our Lord and Savior in prayer, first we have to acknowledge him as God, praise him. Then we confess our sinfulness. Then we thank him for what he has done in, for li for in our lives. And then lastly, we come to him and we ask him for what it is that's on our hearts and our minds. So remember that acronym. Acts, A-C-T-S. Maybe it might help you in your prayer life to come to the Lord in prayer. And what a privilege it is. What a privilege it is to come to the Lord in prayer. He's asked us to come. He wants us to come to talk with him as children talk to their dear fathers. God loves us that much. He loves us that much that he wants to hear from us, his children, just as that old hymn says, take it to the Lord in prayer. And it's especially true when we know that we have someone sitting at the right hand of God interceding for us, for you and for me. 
Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, is sitting at the right hand of God. That's where he ascended up into heaven, and there he is. And what's he doing? He's interceding for you and for me. He's got God's right ear. Thanks be to God. So say to Jesus, Lord, teach me to pray and see what happens. And thanks be to God. And to him be the glory. Let's pray. Stand.